from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the likes. Leave the comments. Do all the things that you can possibly do to manipulate the algorithm for us. Because that's the name of the game, folks. There is no algorithm on your radio dial, which is good. We actually count on your laziness of leaving it on 99.9 The Fan when you get out of your car so that when you turn your car back on, we're there. Hi. Hello. But YouTube, man, YouTube's a little bit different. And we need for you to manipulate the algorithm in our favor. Right now, we're sitting at uh, just under 4,000 subscribers. We're at 3,924. I'd like to get to 4,000 today. Let's do it. So that I've already had my coffee, though. No, 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 no. That way, that tomorrow, we can start the show with you drinking mayonnaise in coffee. Okay. So, let's get this. Uh, shout out to one of our listeners who saw Adam Gold drinking from his wine goblet today. Yeah. Uh, from noon to three, and wondered, all right, if you get to 5,000, you're making prison wine and drinking it out of an Adam Gold show wine goblet. Maybe. Let's talk when we get to 5,000. Not making one. anything in these Highwood toilets, <laughs> I will tell you that right now. I mean, there's one in the in the fight club that probably hasn't been used ever. It's... Oh, that's the one you want to use? No, nah, just clean it <laughs> out. You don't have to you don't have to worry about it. Make some uh make some <laughs> pour some Everclear in that thing. You you're, got PJ. You're what? on your own. What's the big deal, right? Anyway, 3,924 subscribers. Let's get to 4,000. Okay. Or 3,924. Speaking of wine, quit your whining, Ovius and Gilio. How do you like the Canes now, huh? Didn't we tell you that was going to happen? They won. Yeah, we told you that was going to happen. What do you yesterday. two know? We knew they were going to come out last night and take advantage of a team that's clearly not interested in the rest of the season. Uh, I don't know if it's that. It's, it's, it's always about the Canes. It is. And that's what people need to understand. With Rod Brandemore, it is always about you. It's always about your process. It's always about how you play. It's not about the other team. So this idea of, oh, what are they going to do? They're, they're going to try to avoid the Panthers. Oh, it's it would be good for them if they avoided the Rangers, this and that. The Canes don't care about that. Rod doesn't care about that. Yeah. When he gets to the point after the Buffalo loss where he calls his own players out, mm-hmm. what he wants is what he got last night. The response, the first 10 minutes of that game, scoring two goals, jumping on a team, getting your forecheck going, controlling the game the way that they did. And, by the way, the goalie not messing himself and and actually being functional. Hey, These are all things that are not difficult asks. What a concept. So, you know, I I push back a little bit on those who are like, well, you know. Maybe the maybe they don't want to play the Panthers. Maybe they want don't want to play the Rangers or this or that. It's not about that. Yeah, it's not or, or the whole oh they they need to win the division. They don't need to win the division. None of that matters. How they play matters, and they've played like crap. That's why they reached the point where Rod Brindamore, their coach, mm-hmm. said in so many words, "You played like crap," and mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Can't tiptoe and, around is the word that he. And used. you'll note who scored those goals last night. Very typical Kane's effort last mm-hmm. night. Stefan Nason, Jordan Martin, yeah. not the big dogs. We can get to the big dogs well, at some point. Okay, so that that's this is where I will push back on the Metro Division mattering, or it's not about them; it's about us. No, 
you want to give yourself the best matchups possible. And the Florida Pan- the Florida Panthers are a tough yeah. matchup for the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes, and we they will see them on Thursday for literally the Metro Division. Okay, so if they beat no tomorrow, or is it what what day is it? Today's Wednesday. Where's the clock? <laughs> it's Wednesday. I have no idea. Wow. Mark that one, Cox. I finally got one of the days of the week, week right. Yeah, you know what it is? It's because Dennis wasn't I'm blaming Dennis, actually. That's fair. Dennis wasn't here yesterday, so he's, he's thrown off my face. Went in doubt. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying you, you take the days you need to take, dude. I, I get it. I know yesterday was more of a, a working PTO, it was. which is ironic, but it's working PTO. Anyway, because you weren't here yesterday, I think it's Tuesday. That's why, not Wednesday. And we're also not talking to West Durham today, which is also throwing me off. So I'm going to blame West too. He's on the bourbon trail. He's too busy. Both. He's too busy to talk to us today. So tomorrow, when they take on the Panthers, if they if they win, they win the Metro Division. Boom, done. It's entirely likely that they see the Panthers again in the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But the Islanders are still in play. Given my choice, I would rather the Carolina Hurricanes not play the Panthers, not play the Rangers, but play. The Islanders, if they can get themselves into the playoffs. That's when it becomes matchups. Hockey is not all that different from other sports, guys. We talked about this yesterday. Matchups do matter. The Panthers, who, last time I checked, are once again one of the hotter teams in the NHL. The last thing you want is to take on a team that has given you some tough matchups. They can beat the Islanders. I feel like it always comes back to bite teams in that situation, though, whether it's the NBA or MLB or NFL well, we're going to rest our guys because we prefer this matchup. Yeah, and then no, lo okay. and behold, I, I get what you're saying. that matchup turns around and, and yeah. bites you. And we saw we saw some of that ridiculousness in the playing game in the NBA, the playing games yesterday for the NBA. Now, to your point, Joe, about how last night played out and how predictable it was. They got out to a good start. It was the not name guys, so to speak, that were doing the dirty work. But if they're going to go far in the playoffs, they're going to need the name guys to step up and that's where we get to Sebastian Ajo who has been going through it right now and maybe he's trying to do too much Adam Gold talked to Rod Brennanmore the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes before yesterday's game and brought that up with Sebastian Ajo putting pressure on himself to produce Sebastian do you think there's some pressure that he has to carry this team well he shouldn't but he just he is and you can see it I thought he was not good the other night maybe one of his worst games I've seen him play and I think he was trying too hard like every time he's on there, he's trying to score three goals. And <laughs> it doesn't work at this level. It's too hard. You know, you got to just play the game, wait for your opportunities, do it right, and then your talent will take over when they mess up, not trying to create mess-ups because right. it just doesn't work. And I think it's a good thing because he wants to win so bad. He feels like he's got to, you know, score five, and it, it's something that probably doesn't need to happen. Classic case of trying to do too much, man. I was very Belichickian. Of Rod Brindamore. True. The other team, or maybe even Bill Parcells, the other team will lose more games than you win. Great insight. <laughs> it really was great insight from, from Rod there. Yes. He he also added later in that conversation, like, I've been through that. And yeah. I remember those years where you're like, well, we got, we got this Rod Brindamore guy. He's really great on, you know, this is before, obviously, the worship of and the idolatry of, of Rod Brindamore. This is before they won the cup. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember, he was their second line center. They made this splashy trade to go mm-hmm. get him. And it was like, whoa. But he doesn't really score goals. It's like we kind of have. It was almost like Jordan Stall. Now it's like you kind of got to appreciate what he does do, mm-hmm. you know. And he get. And I remember Rod vividly at the time being like, "Well, I'm not on the power play," you know. It's like, well, yeah, when you're not on the power play, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to rack up statistics, which is what his point was at the time, right? You know. So I, I look at it and I go, "Yeah, I remember him going through that. that. That's such a great resource 
for this team mm-hmm. to have him and, and to and to have that insight that he does. And listen, he he hit the button that you can only hit maybe once a season, mm-hmm. which is after you really make a mess of your bed, that's when you drop the hammer. And he did. And he knew when he could, and he did it with a purpose, and the team responded. And that's what you want to see. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovitz, the OG. Check us out on YouTube. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Boop it. Caress it. I don't know. Make love to it if you want to. Computer blue. So here's what uh, we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to 4,000 subscribers. That way we can drink some mayonnaise and coffee and then put it up there. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Speaking of manipulating algorithms, a lot of mock drafts tend to do that. You see what Will Brinson did today? Our friend over at CBS Sports? I, I did. He completely leaned in, and I enjoyed I love, it no, tremendously. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, joining us now on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline from The Athletic, Nate Tice. Uh, college football and NFL analyst, uh, podcasting. Nate, what's going on, man? I'm not too much. Uh, caress that subscribe button. Like, Spoon what it. Are there Cuddle it. adjectives you want to throw in there? Hey, man. I mean, <laughs> look, we all got our things. So, whatever you want to, no shame in what you want to do with that yeah. subscribe button, Nate. No kink shaming here. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, I do feel like some mock drafts are very much like kinks. Now, of, yeah. all, of all the mock drafts that you consume on a given day, right, how much of them are literally fan fiction? And how much of them actually have some insight as to how maybe that top five, that top ten is going to play out? There's there's a, a lot of fan fiction and a lot of, like, uh, headcanon, mm-hmm. I guess is a good term. You yeah. know, like, oh, this makes sense in my mind. And I love that multiverse that I'm going down, you right, know, right here. Right. Uh, but there are some, you know, some of the guys that are in the know, the Daniel Jeremiah's of the world, Dane Brugler at The Athletic, that – they kind of mix and match, you know, maybe some insight that they have and try to kind of go, I don't know, but they, I could see this when they actually might know a little something, something. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it depends on, uh, you know, it depends on your source, you know, the source of the water uh, for these mock drafts. Some of them are just a hose spraying you down and just making you feel, you know, hot and bothered after a little bit of time. But some, some <laughs> yeah, do have some, make you eat your vegetables. Honestly, that's, that's how I feel about some uh, Mandalorian speculation. Uh, when I read uh, when I read uh, the future episodes. Now, here's the thing. Nate Tice joining us from The Athletic. Uh, what I find interesting is for our purposes in the Carolina Panthers, we all have, we have our opinions who we think the Carolina Panthers should take. And the mock drafts have kind of gone from what's going to be C.J. Stroud to all, all of a sudden this week it's all Bryce Young. And this is when we get into the smokescreen portion of the programming ahead of the draft. And you just mentioned a lot of those names. I think everybody in our audience recognizes and respects those guys. 
But sometimes I wonder if they realize they're getting used to kind of get the positioning of another team to go, well, wait a minute. They're going to take this guy? I need to make a move to make this happen. It happens, right? Absolutely happens. Uh, that is the, we're in the silly season. And I, I think that happens, you know, information is, you know, valuable. You know, it's worth its weight in gold. Actually, that doesn't make sense because information doesn't have weight, but <laughs> just go with the metaphor here. But it is, it is really just, that is the give and take of this part of the season. And it's mm-hmm. funny for me, is that even after the Panthers made the trade up to number one, was right away they go, doesn't mean we're staying at number one. It's like, oh come on, guys, right. <laughs> you know, like we they just control the, the draft. That's what they say. Yeah, which is yeah, exactly. And so there is that give and take. It is uh, you have to sift through the information, who's giving the information, uh, you know, who is also they are also part of the game as well. Uh, but that is something that you it's there's a lot of smoke screens out there. Uh, some are very, very real and some are just very just that smoke screens. So but that is something that you always have to take into account. But it is still fun to speculate no matter what, no matter what the information that you're given. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still fun to speculate on. Nate Tice from The Athletic joining us here on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Bias. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, Nate, we're in, we're uh, I'm Nicole Tepper. He's David Tepper. <laughs> I want you to first give us the case for why we should take. Bryce Young, and then I want you to give us the case for why we would take C.J. Stroud with this number one pick. Uh, first and foremost, Bryce Young is a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't agree with the the Steph Curry comparison some people have made uh, because they're talking about just slight of size. But as far as willing to operate from the pocket, he handles stuff mentally. Uh, Bill O'Brien puts some stuff on his plate as far as pre-snap, which is always translates to the next level. Uh, it only gets harder at the next level mentally as far as and physically accurate uh can throw off platform change arm angles can make his teammates truly better even though he went to alabama this is probably the least amount of talent i've seen on alabama offense the past two seasons he truly carried those offenses to making plays and creating yeah, wins Gilio uh, is making a face he's 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 not he's not so sure In the 21 oh. season 20 yeah uh, yeah yeah uh, 20, yeah yeah 21 season 22 season watch those offensive lines it was like a jailbreak screen 20 uh, every, sure. every single play yeah i i told um, i said alabama was in trouble when they added a georgia tech transfer and a louisville transfer so <laughs> this is, this is me. i mean remember a few years ago did they get a receiver from oregon state and it was like really you have to go to oregon state to get a guy yeah. uh but that is but that's really what it is he carried that team uh the receiving talent they you see the guys looked you know inexperienced a lot of wrong routes a lot of guys falling down and he made the most of it uh they had a tight end that some people are high on but i can understand why bryce young didn't really want to target him too many times Mm -hmm. uh when he was going through his stuff and as far as weaknesses of course there's the size stuff which is you know first and foremost is going to be on everyone's you know tip of their tongue when they talk about him my historical comparison, I'm actually doing a video on Bryce Young today, uh, is Doug Flutie uh, because okay. it's he is such an outlier as far as physically he is. And you just have to state that he does a lot to mitigate that mentally. Um, he's willing to throw over the middle, which is a big deal uh, when you're talking about a shorter guy, uh, because if you look at guys like Kyler, even Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker Mayfield is not the tallest guy in the world. They struggle to throw over the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. They just can't see guys. He does everything he can to find those avenues to, to operate over the middle. Having said all that, sometimes I feel like he predetermines things and will, you know, go to scramble and creation mode. Doesn't really trust the concept or trust his receivers, which can kind of is fine at the college level, but there's sometimes where you're, you want to, you know, save yourself some shots, man. Sure. You know, that it's going to, it's only going to get harder at the NFL level. And I would say the other kind of weakness is that his arm strength isn't overwhelming. Mm. It, it is more of a, 
I, I would say above average on the grading scale for, for, for scouting terms, which is fine. It's adequate for the NFL level, but it is not overwhelming. So there's not a lot of room for error. That's the thing. He does a lot to problem solve, but sometimes he creates his own problems when he goes into creation mode. Nate Tice joining us here, The Athletic on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovis. You, you just said the word outlier when it comes to Bryce Young. He's the exception to what we're dealing with. And, and you brought up names like we're very familiar with Russell Wilson, given um, his time at NC State. Although I know you know, too, with Wisconsin and everything <laughs> else. So we get got it covered. We got we got it all covered. Um, but you know, Russell was Russell was like listed at six. I'm five ten. He was like my height. Like stop it. Yeah. But he was thick, and that's yeah. where, I guess where the frame question comes into Bryce Young. And if I have the number one pick in the draft, and I'm Frank Reich, do I really want to take the flyer on the outlier, or would I rather go with something that is more known? I guess would you be in the case of C.J. Stroud, who I don't think we've actually seen be able to use his athletic abilities. We saw it briefly. In the game against Georgia, but we—I don't think he needed to use it. It doesn't mean he doesn't have it. He just hasn't necessarily used it. I mean, I, I'm high on C.J. Stroud. Where do you where do you see it? Yeah, I'm. I would not be betting on the size outlier. What you're bringing up with the weight stuff is the factoid I've kind of came across was the last quarterback to be under 200 pounds playing weight, actual playing, actual weight, not playing weight, right? Phone, phony combine weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is was to go into first round under 200 pounds was Jim McMahon mm-hmm. in 1983, I believe it was. That is that's not crazy. Johnny Manziel. Nope, Manziel was over 200. It was Jim McMahon. The last one to go in the first three rounds was Pat White in 2009 or 2008, whatever year that was from Jeez. West Virginia. Okay, not yeah. who you want to be with? No. Yes, this this is a historical, historical, historical outlier. Yes, yeah, and yeah, exactly. That And the, I did a study a few years ago, and this was about Zach Wilson, um, because I do have size concerns always when a guy's under 210, much less 200. And really the only three historical, like good players that are under 210 was Lamar Jackson, Mike Vick, you know, two of the greatest athletes to ever play the quarterback position, and Mark Bulger, out of nowhere, uh, was the other one. So it yeah, is. That, if, you, if you gave me 10 chances to get nope. the next guy, I would never have, would have come up with Mark Bulger. <laughs> I know. Uh, when I did the study, I cracked up. I was like, wow, I didn't <laughs> expect to see him. And he, Mark Bulger was a six-round pick. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't. he was not a, a day one pick and or even day two. And when you look at these guys, um, I, I look at Stroud. Stroud has a lot of that more traditional type where he's accurate. He operates from the pocket. Mm-hmm. I like his pocket movement, even if sometimes he, he's gotten better at it. And he has, you know, he's playing with two first round, potential first round offensive linemen, a fantastic receiving group. Marvin Harrison Jr. is probably going to go to the top five next year um, on top of Jackson Smith and Jigba, who will go in the first round this year. And the last year he had Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. So he does have a lot more room for error than all these other top quarterbacks. But having said that, he knows how to layer throws. He's willing to attack all three levels. I'm a big fan of Stroud. He mm. is truly my QB one in this class. And then if we want to, we talk about Anthony Richardson, who I think is w- worth a home run swing, but we'll talk about him in a sec. Okay. And you're bringing up his the athletic stuff. Um, Stroud, you know, the Georgia game and the Michigan game, Michigan game where he created and scrambled a little bit. There's also the Northwestern game that was played in like Gale Force wins, like oh, six yeah, nine yeah, hour yeah. wins. Yeah. And he got used as a design runner there, zone reads, and he was good at it. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing is there's a difference between can't do it and the offense won't call it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's big difference. So the fact that he has that in his bag, I'm not saying he's a fantastic athlete, but I'll say he's a good athlete. 
I think he's more of a complete package to me on top of what I think is he's tough and has a good mental side, uh, mental side to him so, in this class. Anyways. So what you're saying, and Nate Tice, uh, before we let you go uh, from The Athletic, what you're saying is if you're going to take a swing on somebody, it would be Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Uh, my job's not on the line saying that, eh, but fair enough. you're betting on traits, and I think he does the quarterback stuff way better than he's been given credit for. Okay. And I don't think the accuracy stuff, accuracy stuff I'm not concerned about because – they well, Josh him... Allen broke the accuracy thing. <laughs> yeah, but also when the offense asks you to throw the ball 20, 20 yards down the field every single snap, it's going to be hard to have a high completion percentage. Like these other guys get lifted up with some bubbles and gimmies. But I think Richardson's just a freak and has more to the mental quarterback side that he's been given credit for. Nate Tice, the athletic man. Appreciate that. Great stuff, as always. Uh, hopefully we can talk to you again before we get to uh, the draft. Awesome. Thanks for having me. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.